Every team, every topic, everywhere. This is Believe. Welcome in, Boston sports fans everywhere. Episode 8 of Boston's Big Four on the Believe Podcast Network. Home base for all things Boston sports for the fans of the City of Champions. Where this sports business right here, it's actually a 24-7, 365-day-a-year passion. I don't need to tell you that. You can find the show on Apple, Spotify, and Google. New releases every Tuesday. I'm your host, Stephen Ace Norman. Looking to check out the show and interact with us. Our social media information is up on our webpage at Believe.com, spelled B-L-E-A-V. So much to get to on the episode today. The plan was to talk about Josh McDaniels and Dave Ziegler officially becoming Las Vegas Raiders just yesterday, as the news has been coming out here really since Friday afternoon, even going back more so to Thursday that Josh was going to get a request and Dave had already interviewed But that was the plan for today's show, initially. I was going to sprinkle in some, I don't know, Tom Brady stuff, but I wasn't going to lead with it. But then, but then, all the stuff from the past few days culminates with today's Instagram announcement from one Tom Brady that he is officially retiring from the NFL. And I guess that, you know, plans go out the window because when the most accomplished player in NFL history that being the 44-year-old, 22-year vet, seven-time Super Bowl champion, more passing accolades and records and statistics than can be counted. The ultimate winner and the ultimate competitor steps away from the game. Yeah, you give that some attention. And you know what? How could I not make that the lead? Who would want to listen to anything today related to anything that's not Tom Brady? And maybe there are people out there that I'm overlooking, that say, I've had enough of this guy. But I feel like with the impact that he made on Boston landscape and the sports landscape and and everything, that it was worth starting with that for today's episode. A lot has gone on in a short amount of time. And we can revisit some of the reports from Saturday with Jeff Darlington and Adam Schefter and the awkwardness of that with Brady's camp coming out saying, no, no, wait, we haven't actually made a decision yet. And then all the reports that spiraled from that. But I want to start with Brady's actual announcement today. His actual announcement on his Instagram page, which was a series of Instagram slides with one picture posted, that picture being him in a Buccaneers away jersey, pointing to the sideline with a smile on his face. That picture was taken week four at Gillette. Without reading you the entirety of the eight slides with actual words on them, because who wants to hear me read something that they can very easily go to the internet, I don't know, anywhere and read it for themselves. But in part on that very first slide, he says, this is difficult for me to write. Well, that's good, Tom, because you definitely didn't write this, but okay, anyways. But here it goes. I am not going to make that competitive commitment anymore. I have loved my NFL career, and now it is time for me to focus my energy and my attention on other things that require my attention. He then goes on to thank the following people in this order. His Buccaneers teammates of the past two years, 
all the Bucks fans, the city of Tampa, the Glazer family, which owns the Tampa Bay Buccaneers, Jason Light, his fellow co-GM, <clears throat> excuse me, I'm sorry, just the GM, Tom Brady's not the GM, not in the least bit. No, 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 not Tom. He then goes on to thank Bruce Arians, all of the coaches on the Bucs staff, every single member of the Buccaneers staff and employees. He goes on then to thank Alex Guerrero, his business partner and best friend, Don Yee and Steve Dubin, both of which who are his agents. Don Yee is the name that you hear most prevalent when agent talk is is being responded to by Brady or Brady's camp, but Steve Dubin's a part of that too. His parents, Giselle, and his kids. This coming just 14 hours or so, give or take a few minutes, after he went on Jim Gray Scratchies Let's Go podcast by SiriusXM saying that he was noncommittal about retirement or playing. He just hadn't come to his decision yet. He didn't know when the timetable would be, but it would be when he was good and ready and he'd make the best decision, as you've heard here for weeks now, uh, for himself, which includes his family and those around him. Tom Brady's timetable obviously sped up very, very fast after last night's episode because that time to announce his retirement was today. Of course, he couldn't have done it last night. I'm sure he had no idea. He hadn't come to any sort of conclusion on what his final decision was going to be. So he had to hold it off until he got a good night's sleep in his TB12 pajamas that will run for only, I don't know, $150, whatever it is, and his very reasonably priced you know, brands that he puts out there for everyone. But that's, that's a different problem that I have with him. I, I hate that TB12 brand crap that's so expensive, but that's rambling, whatever. He could have made this announcement last night. I'll get to that more here in a few minutes and how that ties in with the stuff from the weekend and all the reports saying he was retiring and then his camp, his dad, his agent, his best friend's dog walker all saying that he wasn't retiring. So I'll tie that into the weekend and explain away at least my line of thinking with that, which I'm sure is very similar to a lot of you out there. But the big stuff for today was the fact that Tom Brady made a retirement post from the entire National Football League, not just the Tampa Bay Buccaneers. And fans around here in New England feel slighted that Tom Brady didn't mention the Patriots or the Patriots fans or the organization that he played for for 20 years at all in his final Instagram send-off. So I'll pose the question here to all the Patriots fans out there, all the Brady fans who are also Patriots fans that are out there. Do you feel left out by Tom Brady? Do you feel taken for granted? Do you feel like you just wanted an acknowledgement from the GOAT who, yeah, he's moved on. Yeah, he was wearing another jersey, but a lot of you still rooted for Tom Brady, was happy to see him achieve another Super Bowl in Tampa Bay and take that suck bag organization to a championship and win a championship. Were you still rooting for him this year and did all you want when he walked away was a simple tip of the cap and acknowledgement that you were there for him through his very slim but yet still some down times of his career with Deflategate defending him. He's not a cheater. He didn't have any knowledge of it. It doesn't matter. You know, sticking by him with the whole Bill Belichick should sign him. Bill is being too tough on him. Bill doesn't give him enough credit. The craft should have stepped in. All of that. We can go through it all. There's 20 years of it. But do you feel like 
He overlooked that. Like, there should have been at least a mention of that, at the very least. With this being a podcast, I can't gauge the temperature of the fans out there like I do with live radio. You know, by getting my texts and the calls and people reacting to how they feel and why they feel that way. So I've been listening to other local talk shows and gauging how people are reacting to very similar questions that are being posed by other hosts. And a lot of you feel hurt and pissed. And you know what? I'm usually the person that says people are too sensitive. They take everything too, too hard. It hits them in the face and it really shouldn't. It's not about you all the time. But this is a little different. Brady's retiring from the NFL. He was with Tampa Bay for two years. He was with Tampa Bay for two years. He was with you. You the fans. You New England. You the Crafts. You Bill Belichick. And I'm not talking about him saying anything about them. But he was here for 20 years. So people feel tied to this guy. People feel invested in this guy because he's more than just an athlete to them. He's more than just an athlete. You can say that he shouldn't be, and I'm not going to argue with you there, but the reality is he is. He is. I'm sorry. And I know people will feel like, well, he shouldn't be. Well, you know what? People feel the way they feel. You can't tell them how to feel. It might be silly thinking, but you can't tell them how to feel. They feel how they feel. And Brady does this, he issues his statement on Instagram, and he obviously is not a clueless guy. This is a cold, calculated, methodical, cool cat who knows exactly what he's doing. Just like when he posted his Instagram video prior to the Atlanta game this season, and in the background, the clock reads 328. This guy knows exactly what he's doing. He has a picture posted On that social media post today, that is him in a Tampa Bay Bucks jersey, in a way jersey, in Gillette Stadium, pointing to the sideline, smiling like, ha I got you. So he knows exactly what he's doing. So I'm not giving him a pass here and saying, oh, you know what? He viewed himself as a Tampa Bay Buck right now. He was retiring from this phase of his career. You know, I only focus on the now. I can't do anything about the past. When you're retiring, you're focusing on the whole journey not just the final two years. So could there have been a simple mention of the New England Patriots and the fans? Absolutely. Could there have been? Absolutely. Is Brady being petty here? Absolutely. It's a little eh, flip of the bird on the way out. For the fans, it really wouldn't have needed to be a whole big thing. A sentence or two to just say thank you would have been enough. People are difficult to satisfy in this day and age. I agree 100%. But with Tom Brady and this guy, the GOAT, at that position here in New England, I feel like the fans were pretty forgiving of a lot of things and overlooked a lot of things and turned a cheek to a lot of things that may have rubbed other people the wrong way if it was another guy doing it. But when Tom did it, it was okay. They'll find a way to make an excuse for him. Even when he went to Tampa and he was constantly trying to sell you something, he was constantly poking at Bill and the Patriots and the Crafts, the organization that a lot of you still root for as your number one team, as you should. So, I mean, I feel like it just would have taken a little bit to appease those people. Just a little bit. I mean, these are the same fans that as he's thanking everyone under the Florida sun, 
are shivering outside on Saturday dealing with a snowstorm, wearing a Tom Brady jersey with tears that are freezing on their face, rolling down their eyes, thinking about the fact that this guy is stepping away from not the Patriots, but the NFL. People can't watch him play again. That's why they're upset. It's not like he was announcing that he was moving on from the Patriots, and yet fans are waiting on pins and needles just hoping that Tom decides to come back and play. Or that until they hear from the goat's mouth, it's not true. And Schefter and Darlington and Rappaport and all the others that came out with reports on Saturday were just misled. For me, I don't care that much about this side of the story. Tom Brady, not the perfect person. News bulletin. Tom is not always terrific. It's okay. Everybody makes mistakes. And to me, Tom not mentioning his time here in New England is a mistake. It wasn't made by accident, and it's not easily corrected. And you can see that by Tom's reaction to the backlash here in New England and him sending out his social media team to do damage control by reposting on an Instagram story Robert Kraft's press release about the retirement of Tom Brady, where Brady tags the Patriots saying, thank you at Patriots and Patriots Nation with two hearts, and at the bottom types in, Beyond grateful, love you all. I think he also went on to take the other post that the Patriots social media and Twitter posted, which was odd, which was a cartoon drawing of Brady on a duck boat with seven championships sailing off into the sunset. It's been a weird day. It's been a weird day. But anyways, you can tell by Brady's actions just post this morning that he realizes that he made a mistake and he's out there trying to correct it. And I don't know that you can put this one back in the bag. You can't make people forget that you purposely left out 20 years of your career because of unresolved feelings towards ownership and the coach, which is really why he didn't include it. Okay, he obviously is still hurt by the Patriots not re-signing him. Not enough time has passed. Who knows if it will? I believe it will. But time doesn't always heal. And I think Brady probably has more of a problem with Robert Kraft, if I had to speculate, than Bill Belichick at this point. Because Kraft was the one he felt closest to, like a father figure. Kraft even saying that he viewed Brady like a son. And I think that Brady looks at Kraft saying, hey, dad, why didn't you overrule this a-hole and give me my say? Give me the chance to come back. I didn't want to leave here. I didn't want to leave here. I wanted to stay. And you said all along that you were going to give me the right to make my own decision on how my time here ended. And then when it really came down to make that decision, you went with the other guy over me. What happened to all of that? And I think that you kind of saw that with Brady's visit back to New England in week four, where pregame Robert's out there on the field waiting for Brady to do his typical walk around the field as he always does on game days. And Brady never went out there. Now, I know it was raining, I think, at that time, and it wasn't the best of weather, but Brady didn't go out there. Robert had to go into the tunnel and find him. And then you had that short interaction where Kraft seems a lot more emotional than Brady did. And I think if you want to go back to Brady and Bill's relationship, I'm not saying it's all roses, but I think that that 22-minute meeting that they had in the Bucks locker room post that game in week four was some sort of cathartic experience for the two of them where Brady probably still feels Bill forced him out the door 
but he expected his relationship with Robert to open that door back up and for Robert to assume his position as owner and override Bill. And I think that's what some of this comes back to. Brady, who felt extra close with Robert Kraft, an older gentleman that, like I said, he viewed like a father, who at every turn said, Brady, you're going to have the right to choose your future. And I only want what's best for you. I love you like a son. And Brady, in return, is saying, I helped build up your organization from the $172 million that you paid for it to over $4 billion in the second largest valued franchise in all of the NFL. And at every turn, in every media opportunity, you've said you would have wanted me to stay and you didn't want me to leave and you only wanted what was best for me. And I had to do what was best for me. And that's what you wanted to give me the right to do. Well, I thought the best thing for me was to stay here. And you didn't open back up that avenue and you keep telling people you want to see me retire a Patriot and you want to see me come back. And yet you had the opportunity when I was here and it was a lot of talking now after the fact and not a lot of action when I needed you. So the one thing about podcast that makes it tough as a single host is that you don't have the opportunity to go back and forth with a co-host or a caller or a texter and hear their side of the story and debate it versus your side of the story or how you view things. So what I do here when I prep for these shows and I think of the different angles that other people would think is I gather information by doing the very simple thing that everyone does and I go right to my phone. So I go to my phone today and I watch a clip of Colin Coward, The Herd, on Fox Sports 1, FS1. And Coward says that he went back And by the way, I love him. I think he's great. But Coward goes back and mentions that he went back and looked at the letter that Tom Brady penned when he left New England. And he said that it was beautifully expressed and well-written. And that book is done. And he goes on to say that if Brady doesn't mention the Patriots in Canton, then that would be a grudge. And he'll have ample amounts of time to speak about the Patriots especially maybe when they have uh, a Super Bowl reunion or they put a statue outside of Gillette. Colin's not wrong. Even before I heard him mention it, I had already gone back myself and printed out what Brady had put out there when he decided to leave the Patriots. On March 17th, 2020, at 8.44 a.m., he put out a tweet that at the top read, Forever a Patriot. He then penned what was, once again, like Colin said, a beautiful well-written acknowledgement of his time in New England and his appreciation for what he had experienced here and so on and so forth. Once again, you can go back and read that. I'm not going to do it for you. I think it's a waste of your time and mine. Then on April 6th, 2020, he released a 56-second video on multiple social media platforms with the caption, my journey over the past 20 years in New England has been amazing. It's been a long road, and I wouldn't change anything about it. The support and love of New England fans has always been unconditional. Thank you, Pats Nation. And that video was several different clips of his time here in New England. It was a sappy tribute video, one that we'll probably hear a billion of over the next few days. And it was just his acknowledgement. So he's done it before. Why'd he do it before, but not now? To me, I think it's an easy answer. It's brand, it's image. And it's how he feels and felt he would be portrayed if back then he didn't release 
a thank you very much to New England. At that point, he had been nowhere else. He hadn't won the Super Bowl. He hadn't gone back to the playoffs in consecutive years. He hasn't set all the records that he continued to set in Tampa Bay. Without a doubt, he was still the greatest of all time before he left, but there was that slimmer of doubt about can he win without Bill, and I think that Brady probably, although reinvigorated, was a little unsure about what the future would be in another town, in another city, with another team, and I think that there was probably that hesitation there, so he wanted to make sure he crossed all his T's and dotted all his I's, and now he's walking away from the game, and he's doing it saying, I've accomplished so much since New England that I can always fall back to, well, I'm a Buccaneer now. I already sealed the end of that part of my life. I already wrote the last chapter of that. I don't have to do that. When in reality, what did you have to lose by not, by doing it, excuse me. And by not doing it, you have more to lose and we're seeing that here today. And it's a shame to see it play out today the way that it has. And that's what you get. It's his doing. It's passive. It's petty. It's going to bite him in the rear end for a little while. And then over time, Patriots fans, not all of them, but a large majority of them will move on from it. It doesn't change what he did here and what he meant to the area and what he's meant to so many people for so long. But it leaves a sour taste in your mouth here at the end when you just want to really cherish the guy and lift him up. But as you're doing that, you get a kick to the groin by Tom Brady himself. The talk and the speculation surrounding Brady's retirement has been there now for a couple of weeks. Seth Wickersham posted a prediction on ESPN Plus behind the paywall. I know Rob Ninkovich, a former teammate, predicted that Brady would retire after the season. So there were some people out there who got the feeling Brady was gone. I didn't. Okay, I I really didn't. But it was out there, and when Brady got to the podium after the Rams loss, it seemed like his tone was now hinting that he was he was kind of really thinking about it. He was really mulling it over. And it was on the table. But the, the speculation went to another level on Friday night when CBS Sports' Jason LaCamfora uh, reported that the retirement was imminent. Of course, everything went to another level when on Saturday during the blizzard, Adam Schefter and Jeff Darlington decided to let off their own blizzard and let the world know that Tom Brady was indeed hanging it up after 22 seasons. Ian Rappaport echoed those sentiments. Him from NFL Network, obviously well-respected in the industry. All three of those guys are. And that's when you see all the social media light up with you know former teammates and congratulatory messages and highlight videos and all of that. Until Don Yee, Tom Brady's agent, issued a statement saying, I understand the speculation about Tom's future. Without getting into the accuracy or inaccuracy of what's being reported, Tom will be the only person to express his plans with complete accuracy. He knows the reality of the football business and planning calendar as well as anybody. So that should be soon. Brady's dad echoed some of the same things that Don Yee was saying, not denying the story, but saying that Brady hadn't made a complete decision yet. Of course, the Buccaneers were asked, had they heard from Tom? Bruce Arians and Jason Light both said that they had not heard from Tom to that point. I didn't care what anyone said at that point. It was obvious that he had already made his mind up. This wasn't some spur-of-the-moment decision. His own TB12 brand had posted on Twitter and whatever other social media platforms congratulating Brady for a career. They quickly deleted that. But once again, there was no backpedaling at that point. Darlington and Sheffield weren't backing down from their reports. Rappaport of ESPN Network 
echoed the same sentiments. It was just clear that, yeah, Brady was done. Brady had already made up his mind. He just wasn't ready to have that information come out yet. And when he was, he wanted it to be from him and on his terms and on his platform and however he decided to deliver that message. And I think he earned that right, obviously. 22 years in the league, the most decorated NFL player of all time, the most historic player in NFL history, in my opinion, he deserved to go out on his own terms and be the one that was delivering the message. So if he was pissed about that, I understand it. I mean, hell, I I would have been too. At the same time, I feel like he's a little naive to think that there was no chance it was going to come out, given the fact that I'm sure enough people knew along the lines there, and especially at ESPN, where I know he's partnered with them to work on the Man in the Arena project on ESPN+, and he's also partnered with them to co-produce the 30 for 30 on the Tuck Rule game. But I think that it's, it's a lot to ask to think that that information is never going to come out or it's not going to come out until you exactly want it to. Should it be that way? Sure. But the reality of the world we live in is it's going to get out and someone's going to report it because they want to be the first. And I think that Darlington and Schefter, who are both close with Brady, had that inside information. They probably got it from someone at ESPN who's producing the, the piece and got a sneak peek at it. And I'm sure they have other Brady sources Brady was out of the country. They didn't feel like they wanted to bother him. So the people that they talked to, and I don't think it was the ball boy at Raymond James Stadium, said, yeah, you know what? He is stepping away. And they said, okay, I don't need to check with Tom. These are reputable sources, and I'm just going to roll with this because this is big information, and I want to be the first to release it. Now, if I'm Brady, who has a relationship with Adam Schefter and Jeff Darlington, I'm pretty pissed. But I also, if I'm Brady, am pretty pissed that whoever is in my inner circle who let it out of the bag to those guys because I feel like it was more than just someone at ESPN who confirmed that Brady was retiring. So why now? Well, according to ESPN, sources said that Brady's decision to retire is based on several factors, including family and health. While less significant, Brady also recognizes that the Buccaneers are likely to undergo significant roster turnover, sources said. Now that's ESPN. For me, something clearly changed during the season with Tom. Okay, he he had talked about as recent as January to Rick Stroud of the Tampa Bay Times that he wanted to play as long as he was performing at an elite level, which he clearly still is. Top three quarterback in the game, might finish number two in the MVP race this season. He had more passing yards than he's ever had before. He had 43 touchdowns, his second largest amount in a single season. So Brady had no slippage. Okay, he beat Father Time. He's still healthy, and I feel like it's not the health for Brady as much. I think it's two things, and I think we all know it. It's family, it's Giselle, it's his kids wanting to spend more time with them, and we know that Giselle has been on Tom for years to retire. He wins the Super Bowl in 2020, and the first thing that she says to him, and we heard it down there on the field, was, what more do you have to prove? Not a loving, congratulatory message from a spouse, it's, What more do you have to prove? Can't you walk away now? Can't you lose? Can't you leave? I should say. Can't you leave? So I think the family aspect is probably the most significant one in play here, where Brady wants to spend some time with his kids and his parents who are older now, and he's very close with both of them. So I think that's the leading reason. I think the other one here, which is pretty obvious, at least to me, is that his relationship with Bruce Arians 
ain't that great, okay? And I think that Brady's looking at that Tampa Bay roster right now and saying to himself, okay, if I come back for one more year, yeah, I can still play in an elite level. I'm not going anywhere. I can play at a championship level. But can this team? And I think there are serious questions about that. Listen, having fun is something Brady enjoyed a lot last season. But this year, watching him in the post games, it seemed like that undisciplined nature and culture of Tampa Bay and Bruce Arians had kind of taken a toll on him. Like he missed a little bit of that detail-orientedness of the Patriots and Bill. Because you saw really an undisciplined team, an unprepared team in the first half versus the Rams. The Bucks have a lot of free agents, important key free agents. Ronald Jones, Ryan Jensen, Chris Godwin, Leonard Fournette, Rob Gronkowski, O.J. Howard. And that's just on the offensive side of the ball. Then on the defensive side of the ball, you have Sue, you have JPP, you have William Golston, Carlton Davis, Richard Sherman, Jordan Whitehead. I mean, the, the Bucks still have a good roster, but those are key players and they're key players on the offense. And if you look at Brady and you think about Brady, he doesn't want to play if he's not going to be up for a Super Bowl. And I think that he also factors in the fact that his stats may go down and he doesn't want to leave any room for people to question if he's slipped or question if he's dipped in his game. Because as of right now, those questions aren't out there. You can't pose them. There's nothing to point to to say that Brady isn't the same player. In fact, I think he's even sharper than he was in 2019 here in New England. So I look at that and I say, Brady's looking at this from a big picture, not a me picture, where it's, can the team win? Not, can I win? Not, can I play to championship level, but can the team? He's already passed Jordan, okay? Jordan had six titles. Now, Brady has seven, And he did it in two places, and he took his culture and he moved it down to Tampa Bay. He gave them a two-year commitment. He played those two years. He gave them good football, and now he's going to walk away before it becomes a situation where he's truly unhappy like the final years here in New England. I'll say this about Tampa. As much as as a Patriot fan, as a Tom Brady fan, I didn't want to see him move on. I didn't think it was in the best interest of the Patriots to move on from Brady, No real backup plan there. I thought they should just pay him and figure out the roster. But I think for Brady, it was the best thing that could have happened to him to go down the Tampa for a couple of years. Was it what he wanted? No. But oftentimes in life, the best decisions for us are the ones that we won't make ourselves because they're too difficult. We have to be pushed in that direction. And that's what happened with Brady going down to Tampa Bay. Because by gaining these extra two years in Tampa, I feel like he was surrounded by a cast that helped him elevate them, and they helped elevate him to a certain degree, and it reinvigorated him. Because that feeling of not being wanted by the place that you started your career and did so much for was ammunition for the all-time competitor of the sport. And that's what Brady needed. He needed a little kick in the pants. Like when the Patriots drafted Jimmy Garoppolo and all of a sudden Brady went cuckoo and you couldn't stop him and they had to trade away Jimmy. That's what going down the Tampa did for Tom again. And if Brady stayed here, us as Patriots fans would have been happy for a while, but there still would have been that tension there between him and Bill because at this point they just don't see the game through the same lens that they once did. 
And it's increasingly difficult to work with someone when you're always working against the grain. And I think that's the relationship that Bill and Tom had at the end. Now, things may be good with them now. I feel like they really have smoothed out some of their differences. But if they were still working together, I think it would have been a difficult situation. They would never be where they are now. So Brady goes down to Tampa. He gets to pick out his roster. He brings down his buddies. They win a Super Bowl. And for a large portion of the two years, he enjoys himself. Maybe not there at the end, but for a large portion, he enjoys himself. He does it his way. And once again, he proves that Yeah, it was a little bit more Tom than than Bill, or at least scoreboard points to that right now, which does matter between these two guys. Believe me, there's egos there. We all know that. And Bill is not winning that one right now. And Tom just retired. So I don't know. That's a different discussion for a different day. But I think that element of it is very important for Brady. And by going to Tampa, he was able to somewhat resolve that debate. All right, I'll wrap it up here uh, with, with a few leftover thoughts, if you will. I mean, I'll tell you this. The Brady discussion is never completely off the table. So I'm not going to tell you here to wrap up this episode that I've completely put it to bed and I'm ready to move on. We'll see if anything else pops up that is worth talking about. But a final couple of thoughts here uh, from my point of view. It's been a privilege to watch the guy, truthfully, an honor. And I'm thankful for all that he did for the Patriots for the NFL, for the sports landscape here in New England and Boston. And although it was hard to watch him in Tampa and you knew it couldn't last forever, I'm just happy and grateful that I got to witness such greatness. Because putting aside my differences with him and how he's handled certain situations, overall watching him play has been a joy. And I respect the hell out of his dedication to his craft. He's had a remarkable career that there will never be another one duplicated. I don't believe that his seven Super Bowl titles as a quarterback will ever be beaten or outdone, I should say. And I've never seen a player with that clutch gene, with that it factor, more than Thomas Edward Brady. And there you have it, episode eight of Boston's Big Four in the books. I hope you enjoyed this week's episode, as always. If you did and you want to hear more, please subscribe and download the show. Apple, Spotify, and Google, just to name a few. New episodes every single Tuesday. Like I say, every week we have our social media up. If you want to interact with the show and you have some thoughts you want to throw my way, feel free to do so. BostonBig4 at Gmail. That's Boston, no plural, just BostonBig4 at Gmail.com. Our Facebook is Facebook.com backslash BB4 Podcast. Our Instagram is at BB4 Podcast. Thank you for loaning me your ears and your attention. I know it's valuable. Until next week, Boston, be well, be healthy, be real. Thank you for listening to Believe. You can show support to your host by subscribing to the show and giving us a five-star rating on your preferred platform. Check us out at Believe.com and search for B-L-E-A-V on YouTube.